Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey folks, today we've got a little bit of Black Panther news, a little bit of Thor news, a little Iron Fist news, but we have pictures of Shocker. (laughs) Nothing else matters in the world. This is Marvel Movie News! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, my merry Marvelites. The only thing that matters in the world today is that Shocker is not only confirmed, but there are pictures and I'm the happiest, but I can't talk about it yet because I have to save my zeal. So to start the show, we are coming to you live from Midtown High to celebrate the excitement of Spider-Man. So you can subscribe to us on Marvel Movie News on YouTube slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Matt Key does the spiel better. I can't hide my excitement. Shocker is going to be talked about today, but first I have to introduce my guest, one of which is the biggest Shocker fan I know in the world. He's legit. He wrote a script about it. He's dressed as the Shocker. My buddy Max Landis. Thank you, Coy. Uh, it's it's a 456 page fan fiction. <laughs> it's a thing of art. Nice. It's it's a novel. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's you know it's, <laughs> it's out it's, there in the world. I feel like it's a diagnostic criteria for something. <laughs> it's uh, what does this mean about a man? What does this mean that I did this? I, I just I adore that character so much. He's I, so specific. I love what he represents. And uh, we're gonna dive into that. We'll get into deep. that later. Yeah, yeah. we gotta okay. power through some news. And back with this, <laughs> always appreciated is Marquia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter um, at Markia McCarty, M A R K E I A N C C A R T Y. I'm just really enjoying the fact that Koi is so hashtag you, clappy happy. Oh, you have no right idea. Now. Like, you, you should have seen us last night just going. Just like, going the idea shocker. those yeah. pictures exist made, like, I thought it was a little superhero fatigue until that picture happened, and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be a child. Yeah, like, this, is, this is the first time I've been really excited for a Marvel movie. Oh wow! Like that big thing. I'm always, I'm always like, I'm always like, okay, a Marvel movie, and they're like, fun. But like, this is this is the first time I like saw an onset picture, and I was like, are there any higher quality onset pictures, images of Shocker? And I got too excited, and then I heard that the other villain is Vulture and the Tinkerer, and I'm like. They're going for it. They're going they're for full it. Full tilt. They're doing it. They're doing a Spider-Man movie. And the fact... Well, yeah, <laughs> the once again... got me excited. You, oh, this no. is working. We flanked you. We were like on the ends like, trust us. Shocker's here. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Shocker Do- conversation. Doom now. demands you get on topic, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There's such a zeal. Okay, we'll start it out. We're going to talk about X-Men. This isn't really news, but I thought it was really cool. Uh, a lot of times going into pre-production, you have a lot of actors cast in, in roles they don't end up playing, and a lot of times they make concept art about those actors in these roles. This picture, which we found this week, not only has Elle Fanning as Phoenix, but it actually shows the full 90s Jim Lee costume on Elle Fanning. How cool is this? Like, 
we actually almost had not only Elle Fanning, but we almost had a, a Phoenix costume. We almost had Jean Grey as we knew her in the 90s. Yeah. And I love this image. Like, it's full tilt comic. It's, 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 it's crazy. It doesn't look like real life. Uh, I never saw Elle Fanning as Phoenix. I still don't really, you know, but I, I love this image. Uh, it's a cool little man up. Yeah, well, I didn't see, um, oh, what's her name? Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner, yeah. Sophie Turner. I didn't see her as, um, as you know, being Phoenix until she was actually, well, being Jean Grey, until she actually was. Not to throw shade, but I still don't. But oh. um, I just don't I, see. I like that they were taking a lot of Game of Thrones um, characters and putting them into. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love her. I respect the heck out of that yeah. show. I just, I, I still feel like they didn't quite embrace the characters I know as the X-Men yet. Oh. Can I be, can I be me for a second? By all means. Okay. Um, this image is cool, but for me, it typifies everything that's wrong with the process of making these movies. That's a 90s costume. Movie took place in the 80s. That we, that, <laughs> oh. No, 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 that okay. we saw. Right. Yeah, with a different true. actress. So that yeah. means at one point in the muddled development of this movie, there was, we were in the 90s, and like there were probably... They got this far. They oh. got this far. And the, so it just shows how like weird the development process of these movies are and how many mm. random ideas come up and get thrown out. And like when you watch some of these movies and you're like, this feels really muddled or this, it doesn't feel like they really thought this through, it's because they didn't. They just ran out of time before Greenlight. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's the script we sort of have. And that's what it felt like, and that's why I can't fully forgive. I, I've said a hundred times, it's probably my catchphrase in the show, that Brian Singer makes excellent mutant films, but he hasn't made a good X-Men film. No. And I'm really excited for the day we get an X-Men film, and I would love it to be the 90s, because that, that is the X-Men. We, yeah. a lot of us, yeah. our generation's X-Men. Okay, but just saying, do you think, like, maybe it being Apocalypse is something that, like, kind of poisoned the well for you a bit? I think having a movie that didn't know what it was yet poisoned the well. Right. There was no well to poison. It was a puddle of confusion. Okay. You know, it just kind of manifested as many things and that's not its fault necessarily but we keep giving movies that don't know what they are yet money so they'll keep making them yeah well the, we we it, it's fascinating because the you know suicide squad had a legendarily troubled development process mm -hmm. it was recut four times just crossed 600 million dollars worldwide 300 domestic what did what did warner brothers learn suicide squad's a good movie so like as long as as long as we did a good job. Right, right. So mm -hmm. as long as as long as these movies, you know, as long as they turn in money, the the process is going to say the, say the same. Actually, I think Apocalypse underperforming probably really helped the X-Men movies. Yeah, cuz it gives us hope to learn to develop. Ideally, it will give Fox like like some sort of drive to like do a more specific vision. I mean, like you you're so right, Coy, that it's just where why is there no fucking now that we have the effects to do it? There's the money in superhero movies to do it. Right. Why is there no movie of Beast, Gambit, Rogue, Cyclops, Wolverine, Jubilee, the team uh, we all want, Angel, and, and, and fucking Jean Grey? We've earned and, that. I think, yeah, just as going a and fighting the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Right. Like they're going to do a terrorist be, attack. We've gotten that'd to the be point. Awesome, yeah, we're at a point like in society that where that when that Crossbones costume came out uh, mm -hmm. for this newest Crossbones costume, it's full comic. It's it's as comic as the Shocker we're going to talk about today. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, society's ready. We <laughs> in 2015 at the time have gotten to the point where we'll accept a man with giant blasters on his arms with a cross across his chest Wait, hold as something. on. Crossbones is still alive? No, no. I'm saying when we saw those pictures. When oh, we okay. first saw oh, those yeah, images, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we did it. Society's ready for full comics. Yes. Like, we're yeah. there. So there's no reason 90s X-Men can't exist now. Well, that was that wonderful thing where Crossbones died. Right. Something and what, happened. Well, it was like something happened. Yeah. So it's like something that couldn't happen in the comic happened. Happened. And, and Captain America is the one series of movies where things happen. Yeah, where stuff happens. Like, when that, I think that's the flu in Marvel is you've got one character that like 
event movies, event movie, event movie, real movie. Event movie, event movie, real movie. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating is Civil War was such a zeitgeist shift in what comic movies are that yeah. I think Marvel going forward can be as bold as they want with Doctor Strange, with Black Panther. And because Deadpool made all the money, now Fox can hopefully go, that's working, that's working, movie. Well, no, well, Deadpool, all Deadpool did is teach people that fart jokes are funny. That, that's someone still like, funny. Someone uh-huh. picked up a notepad and went, fart jokes are funny? One point two billion dollars. If we say "click," the audience will laugh a <laughs> hundred times. Uh, and so, and so, I, I, I worry. I'm sorry. I'm just playing with this little toy of Karen. I know that's why I there. Karen, yes. Karen's hanging out. Karen's just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> she's ready always. I want to text her this. <laughs> this is what she's like in real life. Boom. Yeah, apparently, you haven't really played with bobbleheads before. They're great. I've never, know. I've never played with them. I can't stop touching them. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I think I think that uh, Fox going forward, hopefully the smaller budget, bigger story, bigger writer, uh, the writers having more time. I want those movies to happen. And this is a good point. Like we we maybe almost had the '90s. I'd like that to be where they go next. If yeah. it'll happen, who knows? But El I, I, I like the '90s. I like '90s X Men. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, was it a Jim Lee's Candy? run was just all yeah. uncanny. Yeah. All my favorite uncanny. stuff of X Men is like 1992 to like 2006. Yeah, that's all my favorite, and that's all my favorite Batman. Well, stuff, Grant Morrison's too. run was that two thousand two to two thousand six, I think. I think Grant Morrison was two thousand, maybe. Yeah, I like his new, new X-Men the new X Men. Yeah. I think that might be a little later. His crazy quietly mm-hmm. run. Yeah. yeah, the fucking crazy the quiet. Art man, man, that was right. Xavier just reading stuff. I'm like everyone's so, anyway. But that for me was post. I'd fallen out of the X Men by the time I came back. He in. got me back. Yeah, he was the first guy that I'd left Jim Lee and Claremont. I came back with him, and then I filled in the dots in the middle. See, I was in there okay. reading like Trial of Gambit and like oh yeah, yeah. like I was. I really went for. I was really. I was a teenager. I, I want those it. movies. Dude, I I just want there to be character based X Men movies. I want Mr. Sinister to be the villain in the next. Oh my god, Brian yes. Cranston wants yes. it. Yes. Brian Cranston. Cranston. He's lobbying for Mr. Sinister. He's not hot enough, but he wants no, it. No, but he'd and be I fantastic. That, he would Brian be able Cranston's to do the gravitas like, of the character. Obscure C list villain. Like I love that he's like. <laughs> Um, so, um, actually, I, I don't I think want, it's fair to call Mr. Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to be a telltale game where um, you don't even realize that you're the villain until you get to, like, you cross the line over it. I want that to be for Mr. Oh, Sinister. Oh, that's a fucking cool idea. I like that a lot. That would Into it. Amazing. Into it. I now, that. Doom would be mad at me if we didn't get to the subject before it's too late. Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Now, you guys just found oh, out this fact that not only is... What is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a show. <laughs> Is that yeah. Ghost Rider, who doesn't drive a motorcycle, will be appearing on this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This Ghost Rider drives a hot rodish car in the streets of East L.A., and his name is Robbie Reyes, and your thoughts. Okay, um, so I when when we had the topic of it, it was like, oh, okay, great, we're going to talk about Ghost Rider going on Marvels of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was like, okay, great, Zach can take care of the Marvel and S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Uh, but yeah, Ghost Rider, great. So it's going to be Johnny Blaze, or it's going to be uh, Danny Ketch. Uh, mm-hmm. K-E-T-C-H. I can't pronounce people's I, names. I, Danny Ketch. Because you read it. You don't it hear sounds, it. I, I, I only Ketch read. just sounds satanic. It's true. It's got a flavor to it. Yeah. It's like, uh, cool, we'll get, you know, the Ghost of Vengeance and, uh, you know, whatever's going to happen with it. And then I get here today and, and uh, Zach and Coy are like, oh, no, 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 it's some new guy. <laughs> it's and, uh, Robbie no. Reyes. And we got our first look at him in uh, in costume this week. Okay. Do you have the... So, uh... so Ghost Rider's costume. A, a jacket. Uh, he's why, motor- why is he wearing a motorcycle, wearing a motorcycle jacket, jacket when he drives a, a car? car? He should be wearing a fucking wife beater. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Doom's excited. Doom is our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. Why is he wearing a leather jacket in the car? Uh, well, I can't answer that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean he never rides a motorcycle at all, but his, his vehicle is the Hell Charger, which is a Dodge Charger that uh, is infused with the Hell It's charger. a Dodge Charger? You know, he's real bold, Please tell guy. me it's a fucking 70s Charger. It's it is one of it, these it, new Chargers. Uh, it is. 
Okay. Uh, that's we something. actually got <laughs> our first footage. I believe it's a 1973 Dodge Charger. All right. All right. Uh, so this clip was released this week. Yeah. We got right. this little uh, quote unquote uh, leak from the streets. Leak from the streets. Yeah. Sometimes it... when I'm drunk, I take a leak in the streets. <laughs> East LA. Well, let's East up. LA. Let's take a look. You know the writer who made this up was has never been like past downtown. Or Wait, it's starting. Oh my God. Is that him? <laughs> what? That's got to be the worst viral footage I've ever seen. Yeah, there's not a lot there. Now, I don't it's... typically insult things in the show because I like to be positive, but that, to me, was choosing the guy in The Dark Knight where he's like, no more dead cops! <laughs> as the guy to do the only line of dialogue in the, in the thing. Right? Like, is that not weird? That, else? that literally looked like it was actually shot in East L.A. of nothing cool happening. I just don't... <laughs> I want to... And I'm sorry, what fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd like to understand. And I don't get this being the direction they're going with Ghost Rider. I'm not insulting you or the show i just don't get why they'd go this way well it's not uh, ghost rider the thing fans of johnny blaze at least like you can think about like that doesn't this means they don't johnny blaze can still be done in the mcu can i say something weird though please so you guys know like i have a real weird relationship with diversity Mm -hmm. in in what marvel has been doing lately which is i think a lot of it is really shilly and i hate that mainstream a-list heroes are replaced briefly with minority heroes only to have the mainstream you know white heroes return triumphantly mm. uh kind of like I, a three shell game yeah like it yeah, yeah, no, always just, ends with white guy that's the shell game <laughs> yeah yeah and it just it drives me crazy the second the second like you said they're calling her iron heart mm-hmm. i was like okay she's temporarily iron man it's like, and then she'll be her own hero who'll show up in like young avengers and it's like don't do that to her let her just come in as iron heart anyway so I actually, I was thinking about it, and this is going to be really weird. Okay. Why do I really like the idea of Ghost Rider as a Latino guy? Yeah, um, something about it's, that, it's, that it's, works. It's really great. It works. That really it works. works to have it East LA. It works to have it um, be, uh, what was his name? Robbie, Robbie Reyes. Reyes. Robbie Reyes. That works. I even love the sound of it. Robbie Reyes works as yeah. a Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider character. Um, I don't like them putting him in a car. Why is he, yeah, you don't you have know? to go that far. It doesn't have to go that far. That's you don't have to change everything. And you know smoking in your car is illegal in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and how old is he? Is he a minor? Because you can't have a minor in a car no, and you're smoking. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much. Imagine, imagine calling Uber and then the Ghost Rider pulls out. Hey. He's got to make rent. He's got to make rent, you guys, like everybody else. If ABC knows what's good for them, they'll call Uber or Lyft and start that promotion right now. Oh, that would be incredible. I would. Oh, imagine just Chargers driving around picking people up at like Comic-Con when they do that, where they hire like theme cars. Can I, ask, can I ask a question? This is just an unrelated question. Yeah. In Marvel, who else has a car that they drive around? Well, there's the Spider-Mobile um, that did so well that Dan Slott decided to bring back recently. The Spider-Mobile came back because we live in a great time in comics. No, because... Yeah. Uh, no, well, there's a, jet, there's a lot of jets. There's a lot of A lot of jets cycles. and planes. Well, because cool vehicles, you want to think things cool. You don't want to feel mundane. Comics Nick are to Fury. escape. Because that's like a DC... No, Nick but Fury. not really. Like, having a, a mobile is like a DC thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. the Fantastic Four have the Fantastic Car, but that's not a car. Right, that's a flying craft. Yeah, that's right. like the, the bug, the Blue Beetles thing. Yeah, it's very maybe, much not... Maybe, they, maybe people in Marvel just needed a ride. They just, you know, he's <laughs> their guy. He's their guy. <laughs> I'm from New York. We have public transit. I'm in L.A. Who do I call? Robbie Ray has him in L.A. That's true, they're, all, they're, yeah. they're all from there New York. So they're trapped here in L.A. They're like, we need a ride. We got a guy. Oh, <laughs> man. We just solved the mystery of comics, you guys. Dude. 
You just nailed it so hard it's that all the local people are from New York. So of course he needs a car in LA. Public transit. Yeah. Well, You're the only one on a motorcycle in LA. I'm the only one. I'm the only guy. So to Ghost Rider and to Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, just like on that photo because I know uh, I'm curious to see like because they gave him the more what the look that he has down the line uh, where his head is more shaved. I'm mm. curious if they're going to give him his like he has this weird like blonde streak in his hair. They just go for it. Off. Um, we still haven't met. Uh, we still haven't seen uh, his uh, his brother, who he takes care of his uh, his uh, handicapped brother, who's uh, in a wheelchair and has autism. Uh, was part Why of, is part he of in a wheelchair with autism? You'd have to be like really low functioning. Uh, that's the character, and Ro- and Re- Robbie Reyes is uh, charged with taking care of him after his parents took off. That's sort of the. Can you imagine if you were character. autistic, how terrifying and confusing it would be to see your brother's head burst into flames? Oh wow! Either that, that or it would make total sense to you, and you would wonder why everybody else did not have that happen. Yeah, you don't react at all. You're like, yeah, why? Why can't it's like I that's, do that? that's normal. <laughs> I, yeah, so uh, moving on to yeah. briefly, uh, there's not much to talk about, but Iron Fist had some set photos released. Uh, I think they're, I mean, we can't tell anything that's going on, but we've always, always shown like Luke Cage's and Jessica Jones. Iron Fist is the show that I've heard the least about in pre-production. I've heard the least mm-hmm. about in production. I actually have no idea this actor they cast. I know nothing about Iron oh. Fist. Oh, uh, he is um, Loris Tyrell. Um, and Game of Thrones. Oh, I love Loras Tyrell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The Knight of Flowers. Loras deserved better. Now he's Iron Fist. Now he got that. He got uh, the green fire turned him into Iron Fist. He did it. So now he got hurt. He (laughs) deserved better. And he fucking ran. So he's a great... I like Iron Fist He was Marjorie's uh, brother uh, from High Garden for anybody who isn't as rabid about the show. I'm so in love with Marjorie and I'm just still mourning her. Oh, man. She tried so hard. She did everything right that she possibly could. But yeah, there's an injured guy. So this guy, the only pictures we have so far are him hurt. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of fighting on Iron Fist. We don't know much about it, except for that it's going to be obviously a high martial arts themed show. The character is a lot of fun. I really like his dynamic with Luke Cage. Obviously, that's a big part of his character. We don't know anything about these pictures, but we wanted to show you them because that is our job to be like, hey, look, pictures. That guy yeah. was like pointing at his injury. <laughs> you, yeah. you're hurt there. You're not hurt there. Remember the pain. <laughs> so, my, guess, my guess is, though, that this might be um, one of the sequences where he... Uh, he's either about to heal himself with Chi or he's in that in-between time where he's recharging so he can't heal himself. So he's just stumbling around, maybe. It also might be before he gets his... Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot. Iron Fist, like, healing thing, like, it doesn't always work. Right. And he, like, yeah. runs out of juice like a battery. Like, he's suddenly like, oh, no! <laughs> I've run out! I love it! What if there was a superhero who was powered by karma? And so he had to, like, oh, no, I've been shot. Give a homeless guy $10. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I've done it. Well, there's that one guy. And he heals up. There's a new Avenger that, like, runs off of, like, ancestry and old energy. So he can totally, yeah, comics are really weird right now. Okay. But he can totally be the guy that has to, like, figure his stuff out in the moment to get past regression stuff to solve his things. So, yeah, there's not, uh, not much going on with Iron Fist. But it's the first we've really seen. So we know they're filming. It's moving along. Now, last night we were talking about Thor 3. And you didn't realize that... Taiti Wakiki is directing yeah. that craziness. Yeah. That footage is easily the craziest thing I've seen Marvel do, and that's saying a lot. That 20 minute short with Thor. Is uh, it 20 minutes? I thought it was like five minutes. Oh, I thought it was really long. It might only be five it minutes. It feels long because it's so good. Wait, it's, which it's, one, the pacing is brilliant. Which the, one are you talking about? The one that Darryl, we saw? The Daryl's office. Oh, that's yeah. like three minutes well, and you 30 know, seconds. In my brain, I relished in it. Maybe I watched it eight times. It was 20 minutes acid flashback. It's like, oh, yeah. this is so long. You had it on loop or something. I had a whole experience. That short. Anyway, we have our first official image of their wardrobe, and it probably, the guy that took it's going to get in some trouble, because they've been having guys walk around in cowls and hiding these costumes, and this dude posted his on Instagram, so it's probably not the best move in his part. But 
we see here that they're going full wonky wardrobe. We've got a, a, a shawl action happening on Odin. We've got a very, very cool Norse mythology garb on Thor, as is per usual, but it's definitely changed up a little more yeah. leather. And this picture is a little bit dark, but I just want to draw your attention to the fact that there's a loincloth type of thing going on. Oh, yeah, they in went Thor's for it. Area. Yeah, so. I'm I'm concerned about this movie for the reason I'm concerned about all uh, Marvel movies not directed by the Russos, which is I feel, I, I think it'll probably be really good, but once the action starts, you know, they always hire these newer directors so they can have the on-brand Marvel action. Right. And, you know, we saw, we've been seeing the downside of that a little bit in Thor 2 and, and uh, you know, fucking a bunch of Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, where the, the action gets very, like, non-distinct. And so when you have, like, a Taiti Wakiti who's never done action before in his life. It's comedy. Oh. Strong comedy. But strong comedy. comedy. Well, and it's, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm, I'm worried that this movie, which is the, like, end of days, will have the same right. old action. And it's also, they're going, like, road trip comedy. Like, it's a very different way to go with the story oh, that's I'm dark. Pu- I'm pumped up. I can't wait. Because it's literally like, <laughs> you tell me Ragnarok, I think one thing, and they're like, how much farther away can that one thing can we go? Yeah. Like, it's literally yeah. like, what if we have a bro movie with Hulk and Thor, sure, yeah. and then Jeff Goldblum's there. Why not? Like, they just keep throwing stuff. Yeah, talk about that, stretching that dark comedy. And then the short <laughs> came out, and I was like, there's a bed for Mjolnir? Like, they literally, <laughs> I was like, He's holding a little Thor. Yes, sign me up everywhere. A, t- a tiny me. <laughs> it's a tiny me. Like, yeah. everything about that had me just... That, maybe that's why it was 20 minutes, because I've relived it so many times. Uh, so I'm very excited. That's our first official image of the wardrobe. It looks like wardrobe, but I'm still really stoked. Uh, moving on over to Doctor Strange. We have, again, a singular image, and this is just for Matt Key, because he's not here, and I didn't want him to think that when Matt Key's not here, Doctor Strange doesn't get mentioned. He mentions Deadpool when I'm not here. I'll bring up his boy, Doctor Strange. Uh, Doom, do we have a picture of the... Yeah, uh... pulling it up. Okay, excellent. Uh, basically, this is our next Marvel film. Comes out in November. It's still beautifully mystic. We don't know a lot of what this movie pertains. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's our latest official Doctor Strange image. First one, we see him injured and fully garbed up. We've seen him in costume before. We haven't seen him post-battle. This tells us pretty much nothing, but yeah. it's still... Maybe, maybe he's levitating? It's just maybe rad. It's just rad. This is like, once again, socially acceptable. We've got Benedict Cumberbatch in an actual cloak with an eye bag emote on. I'm like, that's <laughs> a thing that exists. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't even seem weird anymore. No, it doesn't even no. seem weird Can you, anymore. In 2000, X-Men came out and they were in black leather costumes because everybody was like, that's too if crazy. That movie, if that movie right. came out now, they would be in all yellow and blue. That's what you'd think, yeah. but then X Men yeah. just happened, and they were like in that for two seconds. Yeah, because that's different the, studio the hat. Yeah, brand the mm-hmm. branding. But how crazy is it? We have a socially acceptable, full on Doctor Strange. Wonderful. I'm so proud of like yeah. where we are as as comic films. Uh, and then briefly, I wanted to mention that Deadpool, since it's you know me hosting, Deadpool <laughs> almost had a scene featuring the raft. Uh, they once again they, their script was so riddled with Marvel stuff that they weren't officially Marvel they tried to plant little eggs to tie it in <laughs> literally there was a scene where Ajax left the raft which would have tied it directly into Civil War but I think the lawyers caught on and were like but they fully had a raft reference in a Fox property I actually would have liked that because then that frustrates Deadpool's want even more for Francis because it's like oh of course he couldn't find him because he was at the island prison but how cool is that we almost had like that's so ballsy on their part to be like you know what we're gonna call it the raft I mean, the fact that they snuck the helicarrier is in is a third act set piece. Uh, yeah, and well, it's well, you never really see it fully. You never really see it's it. So it's tilting like tilting hella. Yeah, well, they're on a thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Are they on that like aircraft a, carrier? So, but it's on the air. It's on the ground. It was really cool. Yeah. It was real sneaky. I couldn't. I watching it the first time was fully incredulous. Like, how did they? Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. the whole third fight. Like, <laughs> all about it. So now our biggest story. The thing I've been rushing to get to because we had very low low news week this week. These pictures of the shocker. Oh. Are Whip we're skipping out. everything else? Oh, we oh we talked Thor. We talked. Well, we'll, we'll, um, come, we'll cycle back. It's all in Spider Man. We're going Got to Spider Man. This is full right. Spider Man. Cool. While we're talking Spider Man, we want to start. This is here. all I care about. This is why I'm here. Oh <laughs> my God, is that the new right? picture? That's the new picture I was telling you about. Look at that. It is fully it's so, checkered. It's so. It is, I'm so happy they didn't go with the ultimate costume. No, they went. That's yeah. that's shocker. For those of you that aren't actually watching this live right now, if you could see their two faces is, while they are staring but you have, at this like, picture, it's like this look of wonder. But it's beautiful. I've, I've never seen paparazzi photos where I was more invested. Yeah, I've never, I never, I never look at like pre-production stuff because I'm just like it's movies. It's, and it's my not job. A finished product. It's, it's not, not fair a finished product. product. I, but I never, none, of, nothing's ever got me excited before this. This, I don't. I'm having a reaction that I wish I always. Oh, dude, right. Yeah, what? it's a fucking, it looks like Shocker. That's a man working on Shocker wardrobe. And by the way, the fact that it's Bokeem Woodbine, that he has that, I like hope he takes off the mask, because his skin tone will look so beautiful with that oh, yellow with the yellow brown. pop, yeah. Oh my god. It's gonna be, it, that, that's a man working on Shocker wardrobe. That's still, to me, mind-blowing. There's a man fixing Shocker's vest. I never thought I'd see that. So now, <laughs> here's what, here's the two things oh, I'm look at the of. Look at the lineup of the bands, look at the, like, the coloring, how they augmented it to modern from 70s. It's look at the look goggles. so cool. So here's the two things I'm scared about. Number one, Tinker is in this movie. I um, really don't want Shocker to get his tech from Tinker. Me either. I don't want it to be the Osborne thing where it's one guy. Where it's one guy. It's all. Well, that's no, no, no. You coy. You haven't been in any fucking rooms. I I've dealt with so many meetings where it's like the audience will get confused if there's more than <laughs> one bad guy. All of the bad technology has to come from one place so they understand. Preferably it. one building. Yeah, we'll one, call it Oscorp. It, no, it's I mean it's shit like that. You'll you see it in every fucking movie. It all comes from the one source and that causes everything bad because people are too stupid to understand. It's like Boba Fett was fucking getting on for Jabba for fucking and then Jabba. The clones were all fets for some reason. No, the, that the, the, they were all the clones were all uh, like mini fet, fet right. fets dad because it yeah. has to be from one source. Because it has to, but that was but keep in mind in the original Empire, there's just a bunch of bounty hunters with their own goals, mm-hmm. and Vader uses them to get to his son. Right, and like and you could have two villains, and these days people are the fucking development process is so afraid of that that Shocker is so important to me. Okay, so. I'm just going to go on a little rant. Shocker is my favorite thing about the suspension of belief involved in comics because of the huge levels of narrative potential of any given character. So the Shocker, Herman Schultz, was a safecracker who, while in jail, devised gauntlets that flung vibrated air at such a level that it could blow through walls, because that was a, a method he'd been using to research cracking safes, then made a suit that would protect him from that. Mm-hmm escaped prison using these things he built and then became a criminal for hire who was not interested in being a supervillain, just wanted to be a criminal, had these incredible gauntlets. But it's that thing where it's a thing I always bring up with him. And I, I wrote in my giant fan fiction about it, which is that wait nine years to get out of prison. 
patent that. Make all the money you've ever make wanted. Make six billion dollars. And you know, that's the truth of so many of Spider-Man's villains is that they're brilliant people who are fundamentally flawed. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what drove me crazy about, you know, there's, you know, the Sinister Foes of Spider-Man, you know that comic? Yeah. Like, it drove me crazy because they portrayed Shocker as an idiot. Right, and he's and not. He he's, can't, he's he can't, can't be, he can't be an be idiot. An idiot. And so, like, to have... Well, what gives me hope is that it's Bokeem Woodbine, who's such a soulful actor, who, like, can can add such gravitas and meaning to, like, the smallest role, to the smallest look. That guy has look acting down. He has that fucking... Uh, who, the fuck, who the fuck am I thinking of who's so good at it, too? There's a lot. There's From the 90s. Start naming movies that they're in. Fucking Giovanni uh, Ribisi has good look at it. Giovanni Ribisi is incredible. I was going to say Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yes. Where he can just like do Those like two a. two guys. Dustin Hoffman and Giovanni Ribisi. Always thing. out for the same parts. Yeah. Well, they are <laughs> in different eras. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I don't know who the new guy is of those guys. Maybe Miles Teller, but he we, can't. We've had this conversation yeah, about actors there's no today new versus. Guys. There's no new guys. I don't know. I just. The Shocker, to me, having the Shocker, first of all, making it a Brooklyn movie, having the villains be like Shocker and Vulture. They committed to the New York flavor of yeah, the world. A like fan fucking, gave me this shirt about how much. Spider-Man is New York. And yeah, like, just fucking this embodies it all. Yeah, awesome. Max Heron keep, keeping it it's to awesome. the keeping awesome it to the boroughs well, and then. like just a kid in Queens. It's it, I it, I just know. I pray mm-hmm. you know after seeing Cop Car, there's not going to be a big beam going into the sky. There won't be gray minions that he's. There fighting. won't be yeah. gray minions yeah, to fight. We, we've had enough with the portals in the sky. It's going to be a one-on-one Squad, which is this year even made fun of it. And like that, I'm like, how do you make fun of something while doing it? Like that is a moment I was like, oh, they're going. I was very surprised when the beam sky beam showed up in Suicide Squad. I was like, because the trailers advertised the movie that was the one we wanted, and then the movie was like, what if sky beam? We were like, okay, we're going there anyway. Then we're not going to trash talk Suicide Squad. I want to embrace the fact that we live in a time where 90s Spider-Man animated series is being fleshed out, and there are wardrobe people working on it. That is that is literally those are images of that costume come to life in a way I never thought we'd see. That is a a side by side. Like it's just I. It's weird that just mm -hmm. that image. I don't know how my brain works. It must be like a fucking Pavlov dog. That image makes me think this movie's going to be really good. That image (laughs) conjures up more nostalgia than most smells for me. Yeah, you know, smell just brings you back to childhood. This image makes me go. I remember when I was seven reading that comic. I remember when I was watching that show. Like Shocker broke Spider Man's arm, dude. Yeah, and he's a guy. And he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Um, to, fucking the best. To go off of a um, <laughs> Max's Karen. passionate rant, uh, another, I don't know, like another angle with that, with um, having Bokeem uh, playing Shocker and how it is that he makes his, uh, was it Vibro Smashers was mm-hmm. the term? The Gauntlets. The, the, the Vibro there's Gauntlets. A vi- there's a, where he calls him something. The Gauntlets. I think it was Vibro. Gauntlets, okay. Well, uh, okay, so his gauntlets. Um, I call them all sorts. Those. I make up all sorts of names for them in the fan fiction. I, I don't like know if they have a canon name. Or something like that. Well, in any case, um, with that, it is, to me, for this world that has now been established, it is entirely plausible that Bokeem can make those in prison with, you know, the materials that are on hand. In fact, when you watch some prison documentaries... I, oh, I get it's the ones insane, that, yeah. It's insane what people... Because humans are amazing. The yeah. ingenuity of humans, humans are amazing. We're an animal in a corner. We'll do what we can to get out. Exactly. Like any other animal. I, in our case, we can think outside of the range of normal. You know, we have a different scope. Yeah. Um, the thing that I like with um, having Shocker definitely be the person that 
makes the equipment, um, besides, you know, like him being an engineer and everything, I like the psychological aspect of it, mm. where he couldn't wait. Yeah. there w- That was an impossibility for him. He had to get out. And then that goes into, like, later on with his arc, where he has those confidence issues. You know, right. Terrible confidence issues. You know, issues. where he has to go to therapy. Yeah. It's like, I like that shocker. I want to see well, that kind of Well, he's not a sociopath or a psychopath, exactly. or even That's that what's bad beautiful. of a person. Even yeah. his weapons don't kill you. No. And intentionally, no. he won't kill you. He won't kill There's you. that amazing run, the John Amita Jr. art, where Spider-Man's hanging off a wall, he has vertigo, and Shocker's the bad guy in the issue, and he's been blowing up this abandoned building, and the building's shaking, and it's Spider-Man about to be trapped by a building, and he has the opportunity to kill Spider-Man, but instead of that, he shoots right next to him and lets fate decide and just walks away, because he's not a murderer, he's not a but murderer. he's also no. trying to get away. Yep. So I yeah. love that moment of, like, he has complete and total control, and he won't make a bad choice, but he also won't do the right thing. He just goes. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a villain without being a, a, a silly supervillain. I mean, literally, yeah. can you think of another Spider-Man villain that primarily uses a non-lethal weapon? Exactly. It's I'm, amazing. I mean, just let him rob the bank. It's yeah. cheaper. Just take the insurance. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just let it's, him go. Well, I I just, like I there's actually more damage with yeah. just fighting him instead yeah. of just letting him take it. that's what I love it. about Spider-Man villains. Is Spider-Man villains, I mean, in my... I've read more Spider-Man, so this is unfair to other comics, but, like, Sandman, he has a kid. He's just trying to take care of his yep. kid. Right. Shocker, he's just misguided, and he thinks he needs the money. He has to have the money. He's a criminal. Like, yeah. yeah, these are guys that are, are against their luck, and they're just as interesting as the, as our hero. Yes. And mm-hmm. I find that to be why Daredevil worked as a show, why Breaking Bad worked as a show, because the villain hero line is blurred enough that you're invested and all involved, and if it's a gray minion, you're not, and you're never going to be, because there's no empathy for nothing. And yeah. these this has the potential to have us have empathy for everyone involved. The casting, which is my next topic, is so spot on that you're literally going to see a person, you'll reference them in your brain to another movie you've seen them in, and they're so good at like the face acting, you're there. Yeah. Like They got the kid from uh, Beast of No Nation as a student in this film. Beast of No Nation, we saw an Abraham Atta grow 10 years in one movie. The kid was an innocent boy and then a war-hardened, like, it's seen the world. Yeah. That kid is a student. I'm already like, whatever he does, I'm in. Like, that <laughs> casting, which is my next topic, Hannibal Burris <laughs> is the gym coach in this yeah. movie. And Hannibal Burris has the ability to come in and do, like, a Seth rogan laugh. He has such a uniqueness, like Seth Rogen does, that you're mm-hmm. like, I know everything I need to know about this character just, just by casting. Just him reacting to Peter suddenly being way better in gym class is already, already a funny excited. scene. It's yeah, yeah like, I, no, it's, it it's incredible. Like, it's, John it, Hughes' comedy is is just in this casting. It's a great... It's, it just <laughs> seems like it's put together so well already. Man, I, I have a lot of faith in this uh, in this particular picture. God, I hope it doesn't the, suck, because then I have to nuances. tweet about it. <laughs> I, I have faith that they're gonna they're gonna hit those nuances. I mean, yeah. Bokeem's not just gonna be a dumb criminal that gets his equipment from this smarter, oh, yeah. younger, because... able-bodied tinkerer. But oh, actually, we don't know if he's able-bodied. So also, I mean, also, by the that. way, the fact that they cast Bokeem Woodbine to me says it's not he's not gonna be just some he's not gonna be Paul Giamatti and right. oh, Spider Man okay. too. Yeah, you know, I feel like the fact that they cast Bokeem Woodbine says they want this character to have depth, and that it's just so exciting to me. Yeah, I, 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 like, I really did I, write a four hundred and fifty-one page shock. <laughs> I, you know what? I have no doubt about that. <laughs> you can oh, find it online. It's called The Shocker Legit. Just yeah, Google just Google it. Shocker Legit. Google, it's right at the Google top. The Shocker Legit. It's, it's a warning. He is not a nice person. And it's told from his perspective. <laughs> I think that the way they're assembling not only the villains, the way they're shaping the movie, the way they're tonally shaping the movie and the casting, this has the potential to be easily our best superhero movie. Oh, yeah. Because of the 20 minutes we got with Tom Holland in a movie that was 
brilliant. He stole the show in a brilliant movie with an established world of characters. You don't go into a movie with like Ocean's Eleven and care about the new person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we we were invested in the new guy. Nobody knew Tom Holland that well. He'd done three movies, mostly like Oscar indies. And then he does this superhero film, and you're like, oh, I want to know more about him. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So to have a whole movie about that, and then add this cast, and have the shocker? I mean, exactly. Like with Black Panther, Civil War oh my was, God. Uh, just, yeah. it was amazing. Black Panther, amazing. also brilliant. Oh, my God. I can't Black, wait. Black, can't wait Panther, Black Panther and Spider-Man, to me, are the two that could dethrone Civil War as the best Marvel movie. Agreed. And Sp- Spider-Man, it, it, maybe even Black Panther, are starting to look like maybe just the better amongst the best superhero movies. I agree. I, I, def- I have just, nothing but, you bad know, to say you know, about I've that. Seen, I love that statement. I've seen, I've seen bad stuff happen to better setups. I just get so nervous. I get so nervous, but these it's crazy that Marvel has this giant slate and now has three movies that I'm excited to right? pay money for. They didn't have that <laughs> right. three years ago. And the fact I was that, sick that's of it. very true. We have that's three movies that I, in my opinion, are the first that maybe they'll take credibly for like awards and things. Like we're casting actors that are like these are accolades. Like the, Black Panther might be our first like you know Oscar nominated, but beyond like special effects film because of the way they're assembling it. Spider Man has right. the potential to be more than Spider Man. The coolest thing about seeing Spider Man in Civil War was seeing kids get their Spider-Man. Yeah. This is a new generation. This is kids going like, oh, I get my big brother's obsession. I get my dad loving Spider-Man. We're getting to see a new generation grow and turn into comic fans because we have a 14-year-old hero that's for 14-year-olds. And they're making it a good movie. They don't have to, but they are. So I'm... Yeah. Speaking of Civil War... Actually, they do have to, Koi. The, the, this summer is uh, really failing box office for since a lot 2004 of right it was the worst since 2004 yeah it, i mean they've got to start turning in something different or they're in deep shit or movies are mm-hmm. over yeah like movies could be over because tv's doing so well that there's well, competition super, you know superhero movies killed movies uh it, it ended everything so <laughs> it, it it's sort of it's funny to it's funny to talk about them be excited for them and know that they're slotting other movies that you know we're not going to get an inner space or an et but we did get a hell or high water i think it's cyclical i think there's hope yeah but hell or high water didn't make like enough money and no, no one talked about it i feel like i only heard about it because you tweet you posted I'm about it excited about i was in canada i was like maybe i'll just go see hell and high water and i went and saw it and i was like oh this is a very good movie they still make these yeah it was very weird i uh i'll put it on the list on the it's brilliant on the civil war ben foster on the civil war tangent we found this amazing clip that showed that not only was spider-man not just cgi but it wasn't in fact, Tom Holland killing it on set. And I want to show these guys they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's just really freaking cool. Look at that costume in person. Like, that's a Ditko suit. Oh, I hate seeing all the green. It's weird, right? And that's him fighting. Like, it's him up on the rafters. Yeah. This is so cool. Look at them painting it on. Full movie magic. That is beautiful to me. Look at that. I've never seen a suit look more like what I imagined as a kid. A suit. It's crazy to see him in it and have it look like that, and to know there's a Tom Holland in there. Yeah, it's crazy when he takes off his mask and it's like, like, oh, that's him. Seeing him actually do the fighting instead of just knowing. I love the fact that we. I don't know. This clip made me really happy as a kid and an adult. (laughs) This is so cool. It's so crazy how what movies even look like now. This is what two hundred million dollars plus Spider Man looks like, you know. Yeah. 
Oh. Like, that oh. to me is everything I always dreamt Spider-Man would be. And that's a minute, you know? Like, it's that's crazy so, to so see surreal. him in the costume yeah. and have it look like it's from a comic book. Right? Like, to see him <laughs> yeah. in the representation and have him take the mask off and be like, oh wait, Tom Holland's a person, not Peter Parker. Like, there's a, there's a separation in my brain. I'm like, whoa. Well, also just the fact that the mask can fit that way. The right? fact that yeah. that took so long. To the costume design. Whoever designed that costume is all the accolades. Because it looks like his, his muscularity. Well, it's a mask. Yeah. It's a special it looks like to the shirt like he just has to <laughs> right like how does that go on like it's so beautiful and the no like crease I'm touching myself tonight <laughs> exactly that's how I feel about it I just I, I love that clip because it was Spider-Man and we were there we did it and if they keep making them the way Spider-Man and Black Panther are shaping up the bubble doesn't have to burst as long as we can other have other movies too like I was I think, saying I think the bubble's gonna burst but it's just gonna have better movies while it bursts yeah that's fair <laughs> which is exciting yeah we at least deserve that yeah uh, and also the weirdest news this week for me was that it was confirmed that John Favreau is back as Happy Hogan in Spider-Man Oh, so, so uh, they're crossing over that deep dark, yeah. yeah. But we didn't even have didn't Happy have Hogan in the Avengers movies and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's cool. Oh, to so have they're like, oh, Iron Man. Like deep cuts. They're going. <laughs> so I'm excited because I love John Favreau. I think he's one I of won't the. Be, I won't be happy till Sam Rockwell's back. Oh man, I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. But I love the fact that like we haven't had that deep of a cut, and the fact that Marvel's investing so much, they're putting in a side character from a side movie that hasn't been. You know what I mean? It's been a while. And I think John Favreau is an, an underappreciated like forefather of the Marvel universe. Iron Man one. Was was the boldest of moves. He is the forefather. Right. He's the yeah. guy that made it possible, and uh, Joss Whedon deserves all the credit he gets, but I also think that John Favreau is like, he, he, it's the billion dollar industry, and this man started it. Does Joss Whedon get credit? Joss Whedon's like the, the Avengers, yeah, so he made it, he assembled it. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a director for hire for Marvel. I mean, John Favreau should get, I, I like, Joss, Avengers is fun, but like, I mean, Josh, John Favreau should get Everything. I want John Favreau's really? name to be I mean, in every conversation. Without, without Iron Man, the superhero boom doesn't start, right? right. I understand, but there's enough accolades for everybody. I mean, no, I only, have, I only <laughs> have one accolade. accolade. No, only for, Who only do for I, I don't know where you're getting all to. your accolades. Just find them around. <laughs> but I think John Favreau really, uh, I'm glad he's getting to have his face and like he gets to be back in the Marvel Universe because he doesn't want to direct the movies anymore. He's doing great things like Jungle Book. I but love I'm, Jungle Book. so good. He's a brilliant it director. Really good. I'm glad he's back at least in the Marvel Universe. I'm glad he's in Spider-Man because it's shaping up to be quite action with the CGI mix. It was it was so well balanced. Yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and we have one more picture from Spider-Man while on Spider-Man. Tom Holland's Instagram released this super late 80s uh, almost Daredevil flavored Spider-Man that looks like a panel from a comic that made it look like this. Oh, that gosh. is so stylized and like how you remember Spider-Man. That looks like mm-hmm. a cover of a comic yeah. in the late 80s. That's the same alley he walked away with when he put his Spider-Man Yeah, there's a garbage the can in the bottom right corner that he just left his... Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's Spider-Man no more as a picture. And uh, the picture is a little bit dark, but um, if you can lighten it when you watch this at home or whatever, or if uh, the both of you have seen it, if you look closely, it kind of looks like he doesn't have his hood on there. Like, he doesn't yeah. have the mask on. Which so. is, I mean, it's, it's another one of those Spider-Man, it's not Spider-Man anymore, but it's that moment. It's a nod. Yeah. It's a great little, like, flavor piece, and it makes me happy. It's interesting that they're not doing Gwen. Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like Emma Watson was just so good recently. Like, she wasn't good. She was whatever. But the love, the love between Andrew Garfield and her was real in real life so much that it translated on screen. I'm a, I think that's the correlation they're trying to separate from. It's interesting. That, are they not doing Harry either? Uh, apparently, the, a lot of the kid castmates are all people that grow up into these big characters. Like, Ned Leeds is in this movie. Ned Leeds? The Ned, Hobgoblin? Ned freaking Leeds is a student in this school. He, wait, he's a kid? Yeah. Deep cuts. They're going like I, They're some going of the stuff, Smallville with it. Yeah, some of the stuff I'm reading, I didn't. That's, well, Ned Leeds being a little kid is more Gotham than Smallville, but <laughs> but it's an interesting plant seed, right? Gotham. Like yeah. Hobgoblin is like 
heard yeah. weird things about Gotham. I haven't watched Yeah, I'm not, it. A, not a Gotham. Gotham is so silly. It, Gotham it, is like, what's your name? Oh, I'm new to town. My name is Jonathan Mr. Freeze. It's like it's like, oh, oh, we bring in a new criminal. What's his name? Miguel Jokar. And he, he has a skin design. It's it's ridiculous. There was there was this character, uh, they did Riddler as a forensic scientist. And he was just like literally acting like a goofy cartoon version of the Riddler. Like, oh. riddle me this for like two seasons, and then he turned bad, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Great Scott!" Edward Nigma was the Riddler, <laughs> and, and there, it also makes every villain like twelve years, twelve yeah, to fifteen the, the years older than Batman. Really weird. Oh, okay, and they just aged up Poison Ivy. Like, it's did a, they? She was. I, a I know that didn't they, they name her Ivy? I, I, you know, they I named don't know. it's I don't. like a little girl shows up and she's like, "What's your name?" Poison Ive. It's like Gotham. Okay. Gotham is so silly and weird. At least Ned Leeds is a kid. Like I'm okay with yeah. the planting that way. And even well, if they never use Hobgoblin, it's cool that we know Ned Leeds is there. Ned know? Leeds as a kid is like. What? Yeah, it's, it's, like it's it's confusing and interesting. It means they read a lot of comics. That's what excites yep. me. Is like those are cuts from the '90s that haven't been referenced. Well, do you remember anyway. how Ned Leeds okay. started? He was a reporter. He was right? a dickhole reporter. That was Betty's. Yeah, guy. D- dude. And then he wanted more stories, and he was always like pissed off that Peter was like doing good. He was like a handsome. Peter dickhole. was the hot oh, yeah. shot, and he liked Betty, and he was like, "But Betty's with Ned." Yeah. And then he was always pounding about Ned, and then it turns out Ned's like actually the worst guy. The criminal, it was this, yeah. It was this cool mm-hmm. paranoia, like. I bet Ned's not so bad. <laughs> like it was this cool way to have that like commentary on boyfriends. I just I I wish there was I wish they'd just do a fucking Spider Man movie. Just one. <laughs> where Harry is just nice and good, good friend to Peter and Norman Osborne is just a nice, good pseudo father figure mentor. Just for a full movie. Just earn the Osborne legacy. Just earn it. Just That's don't the whole fucking, point. Yeah. That's the, literally the point. Because uh, uh, Harry ODs in one of the most powerful issues of comics, period. Yeah, and Harry's never even really the Green Goblin. Harry's only the faux Green Goblin because he's trying to impress his dad. Because he's, and, like, freaking out. Yeah. And he's a drug addict. So this amazing issue where, like, not only does Harry have to deal with being ODing on drugs, he saves everyone while yeah. being the guy From that put the them in danger. Yeah. He planted mm-hmm. bombs and then dies saving them. And that's the character. We haven't had that Harry Osborn. Well, we haven't, yeah. we haven't even had... That Spider-Man. Hey, MJ, let's go for a date. I'm Harry Osborn. I'm Harry's nice, rich friend who has a lot of self-loathing because my dad loves Peter Parker more than he loves me. We haven't even gotten There's that. There's a lot of that. And now we can now. I want this series to be Boyhood with Spider-Man. I, I want mean, Harry Potter. How cool Paul would it be if in the second movie <laughs> Osborn shows up and it's like Tom Hanks? And yeah. He's just, oh, my God. And he's just like the man. The and coolest so guy nice. in the world. Yeah. And we've then, seen Tom Hanks go dark. And yeah. he'd be great at it. Well, oh, but I then, love that. Then he's, good at it. he's got levels. When, yeah. when Willem Dafoe shows up, it's like, okay, he looked like the Green Goblin. You're, a, yeah. you're some sort of bad guy. You're a bad guy. Oh, man, he he had that like a it was a, like schizophrenia. He had just had that down like that yep. split disorder. Yeah, yeah, but he already looks like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his face looks like the, the Goblin mask. It's very impressive casting. But... Have you ever seen that the Goblin, the animatronic Goblin mask they were going to use? It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so great. It's so, yeah. it's it's like literally the Green Goblin, yellow eyes, full, and it was anim- like animatic. So it like smiled and snarled and moved, and it looked beautiful. And it had the cowl. And then they replaced oh. it with that fucking power with Rangers the Power Rangers ski. It looked like oh. Olympic skiing to me. You know those costumes you wear when you like go downhill skiing? Yeah. Um, it, well, it's weird because the Green Goblin is like. He's it's Batman if Batman was the Joker. Yeah. Like, like it Norman Osborne is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. 
if he was evil. He has all the gadgets. He has right. all the stuff. Okay. He has all the skills. He has all the fucking intelligence. Right. I never saw him that but way. But he's a fucking hmm. psychopath. That's right. what Marvel that's did with way. Batman. Right. And that's beautiful. I never yeah. would have parallel. And that's why hmm. Spider-Man's villains, once again, are so interesting because they're so fleshed out. They're so cool. They're Any fun. of them could have their own comic. Exactly. And yep. that's why they do a lot. And that's mm-hmm. why the comic sells because you need to care about Spider-Man just as much going into it. And oh, Doom killing it in the booth. After this Jack in the Box commercial, because we live in commercial society. <laughs> is there a is there a Jack in the Box commercial playing on the stream right now? Uh, uh, well, well it's, it's, he's getting he found the Green Goblin thing. Yeah. To show no, no one can see that except you. Yeah, that's, that's just, just for us. us. Oh, it goes big. I was like, I was like, oh, weird so, plug for so us. So stop sponsoring. In the them. middle of the show, we <laughs> have some uh, Jack in the Box. <laughs> that's our thing. Oh, oh, look, we're gonna see it. I love this mask Check so much. Check this. Oh my god, it's beautiful. They were actually going to do this, and then they didn't, and I hate them so much for it. Wait till it starts moving. That's Alex Ross painting come to life. That literally looks like Alex Ross's green Yeah, there it is. That is beautiful. Oh god, imagine that, that in a Sam Raimi movie. We were so Yeah, close. watch it move. Look at it. Oh! It's Fuck! Why isn't this in the movie? <laughs> it's alive! What executive was like, this looks... There's Sam wearing it. <laughs> Which is also awesome. <laughs> Fucking oh! I'm loving the ears. Look what? at that! Look at it smile. What's wrong, Peter? Don't tell Harry. Look at it. Why wasn't this in the it's fucking movie? Genuinely scary and it's... also empathetic, which is everything the Goblin needs to be. Oh, That's a guy you can have a conversation with. Me terrified of. That's well, he's like a Shakespearean. It's there's something wonderfully Shakespearean and classical about it. Right. It's a mm-hmm. a true mask. Like it's so oh shit, <laughs> so great! I'm so glad that the, that you guys found this video so quickly. Yeah, so that's nice. what, that's what I that's want the doom. That's doom the is new, the yeah, man. Doom killing at the booth. Uh, we got to wrap up, so I want to give some quick shout outs on Twitter. You guys are amazing. I didn't get to do any last week. I can't do them all this week. I'm sorry, but uh, John J. Robel, it would have been your mom's 55th B day, and she passed away two weeks ago. Uh, happy birthday to your mom. I know how hard that is. Uh, happy birthday to her. Uh, Jack Fern, Logan Wilson, 93. It, it's your birthday Saturday. Happy birthday. Max Aron, thank you for sending me that shocker pictures first. You got me, like, I was the most excited I've been in a long time. I'm gonna do a lot more Twitter shoutouts next week. I just wanted to get to those that I got today. Uh, this has been a very zealous show of appreciating shocker and love. And I'm <laughs> so was I too negative for this show? No. Okay, yeah, good. Good. Because I'm very excited about it's these a very, movies. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a positive thing. And we have a positive corner of the internet. And I love that comic fans still have a place for positivity. And you guys are all amazing. I've been Koi Jondro at Koi Jondro. Uh, I'm Markia McCarty at uh, Twitter and Instagram. M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. We can also talk uh, wrestling, Sailor Moon Crystal. I've got a lot of fans. You're a wrestling person? Uh, I don't wrestle in person, but I'm on uh, After Buzz TV here for a She's the wrestling host. Yeah. yeah. Invite me around sometimes. <laughs> if oh, a, that's right. That's his oh, whole world. Right. I'm only... the wrestling's and wrestling guy. Right. <laughs> he loves it as much as like, he loves comics. I was like, why is his name so familiar? <laughs> yeah, when I said Max Landis, you were like, oh. Oh, uh, oh I'm I'm Max Landis. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Up to My Knees and at YouTube where I post bad videos. Uh, also at Up to My Knees and Channel Zero comes out uh, the on uh, Sci-Fi Channel on September twenty. 20- Second, oh, seventh. Yeah, it's real soon. Oh, it's, it's my, exciting! My first TV show, and then Dirk Gently in August. So killing it, please Dude, keep nice. up. Thank you guys so much. This Thank is the Movie News. Absolutely, man. I'll see you guys next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> <laughs>